ignited the fires of the altar. And in the New Testament, the altars are our hearts. And how God ignites the fire within our hearts. Can someone say amen? He ignites the fire within our hearts. And, and this is the greatest thing that, I, that I've learned throughout the years. Is that if you keep that fire burning through a trial, through a tribulation. If you keep on feeding that fire, it'll continue burning. But as soon as we stop feeding that fire, it goes out. And we're going to talk about that today as we continue. We, we talked about the sacrifice. We talked about what the sacrifice was. Let me go ahead and read it in Leviticus again, if I can, um, today with you. We're starting in Romans chapter 12, verse 12, chapter 12, verse 11. It says, never let the fire in your heart go out. Keep it alive. Serve the Lord. Father, we thank you this morning for your presence that's in this place. We thank you for everything that's taking place. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your people, and I thank you for... The greatness of your son, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross. And I pray you continue moving this morning in Jesus' name. And everybody says, amen, amen. amen. In Romans, here he is. He's laying out before the Romans and he's telling them, we need to keep that fire burning within your heart. And in Leviticus chapter 6 verse 13, he says, a fire shall always be burning on the altars. It shall never go out. And we talked about how, the, the, how we keep it going. Uh, all of a sudden, we need a burnt sacrifice or a love offering. They call it an offering. And in, in the offering represents us in the New Testament, which is a living sacrifice. And how do we become a living sacrifice? Is we stop doing the old flesh, the old ways of doing things, the, 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 the stinking thinking, the, the, the dirty, uh, dirty actions. And we stop living in the world and we become a, become a living sacrifice. And we come before God, say, God, here I am, be the living sacrifice. I'm going to learn to beat down this flesh. Learn not to give in to its appetites. And we talked about that. We talked about that. Uh, um, um, Pete, come up here, Pete, real quick. Pete. Pete's going to represent here the living sacrifice. Hallelujah. Come on, Bishop. Here's the living sacrifice. I need you guys to catch it. Here, here's the living sacrifice. We have to learn to die to ourselves. Learn to give in to the things of God. And we come to it daily. Someone say Daily. In, in, the, in, the, in the Leviticus, it says morning and evening. So it's just not a one-time thing. Sometimes we make an altar call, we make a one-time, we never want to do it again. No, no, it's a consistency of making altar calls. It's a consistency of dying to yourself. And so here he comes, he's a living sacrifice. And we talked about the living sacrifices. Josh, come here, Josh, real quick. Josh is going to represent the ashes. We talked about the ashes. Go on this same The ashes. And the ashes represent that something has been burned Something has been burned. The ashes represent the trials we go through, the tribulations we go through, the hurts, the things that, the, the, the persecutions, the, the, the false, uh, false things that come in our lives that just hit us. And, and the ashes prove that there's been some type of fire. And talked about, he says, the priest says, we can't allow, the, God told him, I can't allow these ashes to rub on the priest while the priest is moving the ashes. Now, if you look at the, a little bit of wind going on here, just imagine the windy days that they had to move the ashes. Some of those boisterous days that the winds are coming from all over the place. Now, now, if again, if you have not heard this, go ahead and hear it again in part one and you get more information about it. But I'm going to get moving to, to the second part right now. And the ashes represent the trials, the tribulations, the, all the stuff that, that takes place that sometimes are so hurtful that sometimes we live in that ashes. We're like, oh my God, and we can't come out of it because it's been so hard and so rough, so intense. 
But God says that you can't live in the ashes. Ashes will turn off your fire. Ashes will destroy marriages. Ashes will destroy families. Ashes will destroy ministries. Ashes will destroy the work of God. So we have to wash out that we move them out of the way. Now, now, there's a third element. I want to get into two more elements, if I can. It goes on and, and it talks about wood. Some say wood. Wood. Go to Leviticus chapter 6. Leviticus chapter 6. When you have it, say amen. Leviticus chapter 6. I'm going to get there, catch up with you guys. We're going to take, sit a little, sit a little, sit up here for a little bit. And it goes on in this, says in verse, verse 11. He shall take off the garments, put on the other garments, and carry the ashes outside the camp to a clean place. And the fire on the altar shall be kept burning on it. It shall not be put out. And the priest shall burn wood on it. There he goes. Someone say wood. The priest shall burn wood. Now, wood. I need me a wood. Come here, Lawrence. Some big wood. Hallelujah. <laughs> a big wood pile. Now, the wood represents the word. The wood represents the word. Now, he says, you shall burn wood on it every morning and lay the burnt offering in order on it. We're going to get into that in a little bit. And it shall burn on it the fat of the peace of the offering. A fire shall always be burning on the altar. It shall never go out. See, adding the wood to the fire on the altar increases the strength of the fire. There's a fire. Amen. There's a fire on the... Come here. Cat, cat's going to represent the fire. Cat's going to represent... Because Cat's going to stand out. She thinks she's taller than everybody here. Cat represents the fire. Here's the fire. That's the fire now. Now, when the wood... When you are barbecuing or when you are, when you are out there camping... When you got your fire going down, you add what? You add wood. And the more wood you add, the more fire intense it goes. The more fire intensity begins. The more, the more it begins to get bigger. And, 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 and sometimes, look, a fire is good to comfort, but fire can also damage. A fire out of control can damage things. We just had that big fire up here in Malibu. It destroyed many people. Many people got killed. People got lost things because it was a fire out of control. A control fire is like in a camp or within your house. is like a fireplace. You turn it on, it brings comfort, it brings strength, it changes the environment, it changes the mood. Hello, somebody. And so, so we understand that when you add wood, you got, the, you got the offering, you move the ashes, you're adding the wood, it increases the fire. Increases the fire. Now, now here we go, here we go. In Proverbs 26, verse 20 says this, where there is no wood... The fire goes out. And when there is no terror bearer, strife causes, as coal is to burning, excuse me, charcoal is to burning coals, and wood to fire, so is the contrary of the man to a kindle strife. Now listen to this very simple, please, guys. Very simple. I'm not gonna I'm gonna get too intense, but a little bit, little bit, little bit. The wood represents the word. When you and I are in the word. It keeps the fire burning. It keeps the fire burning. It keeps the fire burning. Burning wood every morning implies spending quality time with God. 
implies intimacy, fellowship, and communion with God. It consists of prayer and the word. Someone say prayer and the word. This will keep the fire of God burning in your life. As you increase with God is because you are increasing in his word and in prayer. Listen to this. Treasuring God's word in your heart focuses on God's word will ignite a flame that gone out. So here is God. He ignited the fire on the altar. You're bringing a sacrifice and you're moving the ashes. You're adding the word and a fire continues. But when you've lost the fire, you just got to go back. Come on, somebody. We're going to get into that in a little bit. You got to go back and do a few things and we're going to get into that right now. But I need to set you guys up. Is that okay? The Bible talks about meditating. Someone say meditate. Meditate on his word daily. When we are adding wood to our lives and to our our struggles and when we get into the word, the Bible says there's nothing you cannot handle. I'll give you a way to escape. When you read his word, when you apply his word to your life, everything begins to get easier. Everything begins to make sense. But when you don't apply the wood, to the fire that's in your life, where there is ashes and where there is a sacrifice, things go out. And we can't blame the preacher. We can't blame the church. You can't blame your spouse. You can't blame your children. You can't even blame your own trial. You have to blame yourself for not applying the wood. Now, this is where we're going to get a little bit, a little bit here. The wood. Is the word. Look at what it says. The priest shall burn wood on it every morning and lay the burnt offering in order on it. Now, it goes the fire, the wood, sacrifice, go right in front of him. Then the sacrifice. Right there. He's saying, I need you to lay your sacrifice on the wood, which is your word. In other words, I need you to apply the word to your life. I need you to apply the word to your life. When you're going through something and it don't make sense, greater he that's in me than he that's in the world. When things are getting harder, he says, if I seek, I will find them. You got to apply the word to your life. Where there is no application, there is no power. But when I apply the word to my life, to the sacrifice, to the obedience of God, there is a fire, there is an anointing on your life. But the anointing is lost when we don't apply the word. And when there is no sacrifice, there must be a sacrifice. You need a sacrifice. You need to learn to be obedient to God. Even though you don't want to. Even though it's hard, even though it don't make sense, even though it's frustrating, even though we got hit and you were perplexed and you were crushed and you felt like there was no way out, you got to apply the sacrifice and then the word, the word, the word, the word of God, the living word of God that cuts deep so that you will be anointing, that you will be anointed. It's the anointing that breaks the yoke. 
Oh my God. It's the anointing that'll cause you to, to be okay. Oh, the word creates an anointing. A word creates some breakthrough within your life. And here's poor ashes over here. And then we use ashes for Ash Wednesday. When it says don't put ashes on yourself. Por mi maldito amor. Por los mexicanos aquí. We are so living by the ashes that we lose the fire. We are setting down for ashes and losing our fire. See, there was a reason why you went through that. There's a reason why I went through some stuff that I wish none of you would go through. But there was a reason why. I didn't understand it when it happened. I, I didn't understand it why I was going through that. I cried out. I, I, I spoke to God and God told me, you need to remove those ashes. You need to remember the word. You need to remember the word. Remember what I'm doing. There's, I can't give you something you can't handle. It might feel like it. It might feel like it. It might sense like it. But you're going to be okay. Tell you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. Someone say, apply the word. And Psalms 39 verse 3 says this. My heart was hot within me. While I was reflecting on the fire burning Wow. Then I spoke with my tongue. My heart was hot within me while I was reflecting the fire burning. I was at my God, uh, that fire, listen carefully, that was burning on the altar. The altars represent our hearts. The fire that was in my soul, within my heart, within my life, I'm reflecting on it. I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be all right. Why? Because I'm applying the sacrifice. The word. And there's something being created. It goes on and says these words that, 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 that the fat of the offering. Have you ever cooked with some fat on your food? And it falls out and keeps it going. They weren't supposed to cut all the fat off. So fat is good. Hello, somebody. Lord. More to snuggle with. Hallelujah. The fat ignited it. Church, we need to apply the word. We're living in a generation today where we're not reading our word. A generation today where the Bible is not even carried. We more on our, which is fine on your phone and use it. As, but it doesn't say the power's in the phone, it's the power's in the Bible. It's just, it's just, I know the times have changed. I'm sorry. Forgive me. But it's still good to carry your Bible. It's a sword. Your word will cut you. I'm going to read your word and cut you up. Oh, not that one, not today, not today, not today. <laughs> Anybody ever play spiritual roulette? Okay, praise the Lord, God spoke to me. We all have done that. Lord, speak to me today. Oh, not this one. Oh, praise the Lord. I would judge you. No, 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 no. But the word is like a mirror. It will, re, it will show us where we're at. 
it'll show us what we're lacking, but it'll also show us how strong we are. It'll show us what we don't like and show us what we like. The word of God's like a parent. It's going to tell you what you don't want to hear. I tell people all the time, read the book of James. If you're going through stuff, read the book of James. It'll help you. Read the book of James before this year's over. It'll help you. It'll help some of you. I'm telling you, someone say the word. The word, the word, the word. Read us. I tell read a proverb today. If you don't if, if you don't know how to make decisions, read a proverb. Read a Psalms a day. Read a Proverbs a day. Read the book of read the book of um, James, man, it'll help you go through trials and tribulations. Read the book of Timothy, it'll show you how to be a son and stand strong. Read the book of Acts and show you how to act. Come on, somebody. And then read the book of John. I tell people, everybody wanna to run to the book of John, which is fine. But some of you guys just don't know how to act. How to go through a fire. Someone say fire. Fire. fire, fire, ignite my fire, ignite my life, ignite my passion. Now, now listen closely, church, because this is what we're going to get into. You and I must come to a place where God's word becomes our food. Our food. The word of God needs to be like food. Like when you wake up in the morning, I got to have my cup of coffee, I got to have my prayer, got to have my word. And when you get up in the morning, you're like, oh, man, I, I got to have me a, a Danish. Hello, somebody. Got to have me a donut. Or you got to have a, a, a bagel with cream cheese. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Church, we need to learn to spend quality time with God every day in meditating to God's word so that God will create some things within us. The same time we spent time when we were first got married or we first started dating. I don't know, me and my wife, we started dating like, like 23 years ago. 23 years ago, huh? 23 years ago, we were on the phone. That's when they used to have a phone, no, no, no. And, and, and we were on the phone talking. I used to go to the pay phone and call her on the pay phone with change in my pocket. I'd be talking to her on the pay phone. And then all of a sudden, we started, then we, we got more serious about talking. And we'd fall asleep. You hang up. No, you hang up. You hang up. For hours on the phone late at night and fall asleep. Are you still there? Yes, I'm still there. Okay. Some of you guys remember. You remember. Some of you met your wife on the party line. You know what that was too. That's a whole different sermon. Oh, I got a laugh out of you guys. <laughs> got to take it way back to take you all the way forward. But there was an intimacy. There was a communication. There was a talk. And that's how prayer is. And that's how reading his word. You're reading his word. You're, you're talking to God. You're, you're reading, you're praying. It's speaking to you. You're speaking to him. You got to become intimate. And during intimacy, something is born. Through our intimacy, we got to be children. Through intimacy with God, you're fired. Through intimacy with God and, and the word and, and being a sacrifice and, and in prayer, there's something birthed inside you, a fire, an anointing, a passion, a, a hunger for God, the calling, the ministry, your family, your children, your job, a business, a fire that's ignited inside you. We need to come to that place of intimacy with God again. Church, one of the hardest things to do is to evaluate yourself and fix yourself. It sounds easy, but I want to make, go ahead, guys. Go ahead, be seated. Give them a great clap offering, amen. I want, I want, I'm going to be wrapping it up. Revelations chapter 2, Revelations chapter 2. 
Revelation chapter 2. 2 verse 5 says these words. We'll start with number 4. It says, Nevertheless, I have this against you, that you have left your first love. He's talking to the church of Ephesus right here. But look at verse 5. This is the key to ignite your fire again, to get your passion back again, to get that hunger back again, to, just to fulfill things. This is remember, therefore, from where you have fallen. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen. You have to come to a point in your life where you need to remember, this is where I made a mistake at. Be honest with yourself. I, I made a mistake. I stopped reading my word. I, I stopped praying. I stopped being intimate with God. I slowly stopped going to church. I, I slowly stopped just, uh, uh, people told me I didn't have to go to church, so I stopped going to church, and then I started picking up all these other habits again. The Bible says, don't forsake the assembly of the Lord, assembly of your brethren. You have to come to a place in your life and be honest, this is where I made a mistake at. Someone said, remember. You got to remember. You remember, remember? And you got to be honest with yourself. This is where I started being bad. This is where I started being a, a bad husband, a bad spouse, a, 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 a bad believer, a bad son, a bad daughter. This is where I stopped being a bad leadership, a bad leader. I got re, to remember where. I got to remember where. Remember, remember, therefore, where you have fallen. Where you, where you have fallen away, where you started drifting away, where you, where you, where you stopped, stopped making sense, where the word of God stopped making sense to you. Where the word of God stopped making sense to you. Remember where you've fallen from. Where it no longer had conviction in your life. Remember where you stopped listening to the man of God in your life. And you stopped giving him your ear. And you just gave it to something else. Remember where you've fallen at. So you can get up from it. Come on somebody. Remember where, you, where you've fallen so you can get up from that spot. Come back to that place. It's all I remember when I fell here. It goes on and says these words. It says repent. And do the first works. Wow. He says repent. He says repent means to confess in your heart. The sin. Before God confess and repent and turn from it. He didn't say go beat yourself. Go give all this money to this. Go sell everything. He didn't say. He said some say repent. He said repent. And do the first works. Go repent and just go back. Do what God called you to do. Come on, just get back and do what God called you to do. I'll never forget. I'll never forget. Something happened and we're having a, we're having a, a, a revival. This was like, uh, no, uh, in the park. It was an outreach park. This was how about how long ago? Like, like 20 years, 18 years ago, about 18 years ago, I wasn't pastoring yet, guys, wasn't pastoring yet. <laughs> pastoring when we were having a, 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 a park um, outreach, and all of a sudden, uh, um, I had this clown beat up some guy in the park. <laughs> he beat up a guy in the park, and, and, then, and then a fight broke out in the park, and they got, then another fight broke out in the park, and, and then, uh, then that guy got crazy, so I knocked the guy out, and then... Uh, just telling you my story so you can feel better about yourself. And I was like, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to, you know, I go to my nut bag. You know, all of us have a nut bag we go to. Where we start getting nut, getting crazy. And so I'm going to do this and that. And, and then I took off and 
the city told the city told Pastor, I don't want you guys ever to come back here again. <laughs> Do an outreach for the Lord. The rich people. They can't come back for a couple of years, they told him. And then Pastor Ben called me and told Pastor, Pastor told me, Edgy, you need to you need to stop me to repent. No, Pastor, I need to finish what I started. And I go to my nut bag. I I I started going crazy, started just, no, I'm gonna do this and that, and I'm gonna get that guy if he shouldn't have did what he did. And my mind started going tripping. And then he goes, Could you come to the church, man? Come to the church. So I came to the church and he looked at me, he goes, What are you doing? He says, You need to stop, you need to repent. And I looked at him like, oh, but if I repent, I'm not gonna finish what I started. I know none of you guys, just me. So I know if I repent, then I gotta act right, behave right, do things right, stop being a wild animal. And so then I go to the corner and I, and he goes, if you do that, Angel, he goes, you're gonna miss everything God has for you. You need to get up. So then I went to the corner and I went down the corner and I just broke down crying. I, I just, God, what are you doing? God, why do I gotta, why do I gotta, why is always me gotta ask for forgiveness? I, don't, I always got to be the good guy. God, I'm tired of being the good guy. I'm just tired. God, can I just do what I got to do? And God says, no. And then Brenda, little Brenda, Pastor Ruben's daughter, she comes to me. She tells me, everything's going to be okay, Edgy. And I'm like, oh, even worse. <laughs> when a baby and a child tells you everything's going to be okay, God's in control. Oh. And I went to the altar, guys. I never forgot. I came to the altar with Darren Bowen Park. Right in the middle, and I repent before God said, God forgive me for my fallen at. And I'm crying, the boogers all over the place. And, you know, I tell people, good repentance has boogers. <laughs> I'm repenting, everything like that. I'm like, ah. And then you know what he tells me? You want to know what he tells me? You're preaching Sunday. Huh? The whole church just seen me do something dumb. How do you want me to go preach the next Sunday? I, I was like, he goes, because if you don't, you never will get up again. He said, get up now before you won't get up. So I go, the next Sunday, I, I speak on spiritual warfare. <laughs> it's not in the flesh, it's in the spirit. <laughs> oh my God, but it was, I had to remember where I fallen at, where I made a mistake at, where all the ashes were that I went through, where I failed at. See, we're honest with ourselves and come to the place where I failed, where I failed, where I made a mistake at. See, I do that with all the guys that make mistakes or fail. I, I, I put them preach regardless of what. But if they don't get out of those ashes, I can't do nothing else. We have to get out of those ashes. We have to come to the place where we recognize what happened. Church, he says, repent and do the first works or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place. <laughs> Ooh. I don't want to lose no more. I don't want to lose no more. I want God to get me back to where I belong. Come on, so I, I want to get back where I belong. I want to get back my passion, my hunger, my desire. But some say it starts with me. It starts with me. Church. This is the way to ignite and sustain the fire of God in your life. This is how you ignite and sustain it. Rekindle it. Keep in mind that we must focus on God. Amen. 
in Romans 8, 6 says this. For to be carnal minded is death. But to be spiritual minded is life and peace. God saying for those that are in the spiritual realm, for those spiritual people, for the, us church, he says, this should excite you. Repentance should excite us. That God can forgive us. I want you to stand with me this morning. That God can forgive the hurt we've done, the damage we've done to our spouse and to our families, to this world, to people. That he died on the cross so that you and I will have repentance. That we will have a second chance at it again. That we will get back and do what we've always recalled to do. To do, go back to the first works. Back on lifting our hands and worshiping God. Crying out to him. Calling him Abba Father. Not being ashamed of the gospel. So one of the strongest weapons that the enemy uses is shame. To make you feel shame so that you won't repent. Make you feel shame so that you won't get back up. Make you feel shame that you won't come to the cross. Make you feel shame that you won't come to the altar. But God is saying today, no more shame. No more shame. No more shame. No more. Choose this day to be free. Choose this day to free yourself. Choose this day that God will continue igniting your life, your passion, your hunger. Igniting the things that have gone out, to rekindle them again. But it's church, it starts by being that sacrifice. You're going to have to sacrifice yourself today. I know you don't want to. I know it's hard, but today you're going to have to sacrifice yourself. You're going to have to say, okay, I'm going to give in. I've been fighting myself. I've been fighting myself. But today I choose to give in to repentance. Today I choose to give in to become a better spouse. Today I choose to become a better leader. Today I choose to become a better man of God, woman of God. Today I choose. I become that living sacrifice. And I'm going to come. I'm going to lay myself before you, Lord. And then I'm going to allow myself to continue to allow the word, the word, to do its job. I'm going to apply that word to my life. I'm going to apply that word to my life. Church, I need you to understand something about the word of God. See, God will always call back his word from your life. God will call back that word in your life. Everything you've read, everything you've studied, everything you've preached, God will say, I need it back. That scripture that you wrote and that you said that God can do all things to Christ. Well, I need you right now to understand. I need it to come out of your life. I need it back from you. Come on, somebody. And I need it back from you. And how do I get it back? By your actions. God is saying, I need you to give back to me the word that I placed inside you. And I need you to add it to that fire so it can burn. So it can burn, it can burn, it can burn. So you'll get back that anointing. That you'll be destroying anointing. That anointing, that anointing means the ability to get the job done. God says, I'm going to anoint you to get the job done in your life. To get finished what you've started. We're going to finish what you've started.
But we have to remember. Have to remember. You're here this morning saying, Pastor, that's me, Pastor. I'm here today. Uh, I don't know Jesus, but I want to give my life to Jesus this morning. I want to give my heart to Jesus. I want to give my life to Jesus. I need a fresh start. I need a new start. And that's you this morning. Lift up your hand. I want to pray with you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Remember here this morning, say, Pastor, I've fallen away. I drifted away. I need to get back. I need to get back. I, I, I feel that I need to come back to God. I, I've been away for a while, but I need to get back. That's you. Lift up your hand. I want to pray with you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God sees that hand. God sees that hand. You hear this morning saying, Pastor, God spoke to me. I, I, need to, I need to continue to apply the word to my life. I need to continue to get into that word. Add that wood. Add that wood to my fire so that it don't go out. I need to apply the word. I need to apply the word. I read the word, but I need to be more applicable with the word of God. I need to apply it more to my life. Or God spoke to you. Say, God spoke to me. That was that, was that word for me. If that's you this morning, you lifted up your hand and God spoke to you. I want you to come. I want you to come right now. Come right now. Come, come now. Now. Maybe your fire is going down. You say, I need to get it back on. Oh, I need it lit again. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, there's room. Oh, there's room. There's room. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, Father. Hallelujah, Lord. Oh, Father, we need you, God. Oh, without you, we're nothing, oh God. We need your strength. We need your touch. Oh, we come as a living sacrifice. Father, we come, God, laying ourselves before you, Father. Lord, that you will continue to consume what needs to be consumed, oh God. Lord, we believe your word. We believe what your word says, God. We, we begin to apply it right now. We're going to apply it, God, to our lives and to our marriage, to our children, God, to our ministry, God. We begin to apply it now, God. We know, God. Oh, Lord, we know that you care about us, oh, God. Oh, we know that you love us, oh, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, church, just begin to cry out to him. Come on, this is your time. This is your intimate time. This is your time to cry out to him. Just begin to speak to him and tell him to help you, to forgive you, to strengthen you, to build you, to ignite you, to stir you up. Just begin to talk to him. Begin to speak to him. Come on, come on, begin to speak to him. The Bible says that the veil has been ripped so that you can enter into his presence. Come on, begin to enter into his presence. Oh, oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Lord. Oh, repeat this after me. Say, Jesus, wash me to precious blood. Forgive me of all my sins. Come into my heart and make me new. Thank you for forgiving me of all my sins. Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my life. I need and I want a fresh start. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a great clap offering. We are not done yet. We're not done yet. But if you give your life to God, the Bible says that heaven's rejoicing. There's a party going on in heaven. Come on, somebody. The Bible talks about it in the book of Luke. 
and there's a celebration in heaven. But church, it's our job to abstain from evil. It's our job to read our word, to pray, to find a church, plug yourself in a church. Let God, let God build you, let God use your life. And if you're here for your first time, and if you gave your life to the Lord, and you want to get to, there's a door, we're going to open this door in a little bit. We have Connect Corner. we got something for you guys, some information for you guys. If you need prayers or more prayers, we'll pray for you guys. But we love you guys. We want you guys to fulfill your destiny and your purpose. Amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a great cloud offering. We are not done. We are not done this morning. I want you to just continue just praying right now. As the altar workers help me pray, we're going to pray for you. And we're going to believe God for you. Come on, just begin to seek the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah.